everyone. You are listening to Quarantine Conversations. It's a series of interviews with medical professionals, teachers, counselors, and various members of our church whose careers and lives have been impacted by this ongoing pandemic. They'll be sharing their experiences, but more importantly, what God has been teaching them and how he's been moving in their lives. Our hope is that their stories will encourage you and their faith will inspire you as you navigate through this time. Thanks for listening. On today's episode of Quarantine Conversations, we have Stan Lamore. Stan is a phys ed teacher who works in the city of Stamford, Connecticut, and he shares with us the effects of this pandemic on teaching, his family, and even his own life. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us on the inaugural episode for the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. (laughs) Um, Thank you for having me. Awesome. So yeah, we, you know, just wanted to do a series of interviews um, just with, you know, members within our our church family, um, just talking about the changes, especially in regards to your careers, uh, the changes that you guys have had to adjust to and just what God is doing, what God is teaching you, showing you. Um, So I'm excited. So we're going to get into it. (laughs) Um, So and you can provide, you know, as much information about, you know, where you work and and exactly what you do as much as you're comfortable with. But for now, just say you are a phys ed teacher. Um, So tell us a little bit about the transition to distance learning and, you know, how that's been for you and just your experience uh, you know, teaching and how that might be different from, you know, other subjects like teaching math or English or, you know, things like that. Right. <clears throat> well, my name is Stan and uh, I've been a phys ed teacher for about 18 years. Um, I currently work in the city of Stanford and uh, it's been, uh, I, I love working down in the city of Stanford. Um, our population is uh, very diverse. We have a lot of kids who come from single parent homes. Uh, We have kids who are living with um, their grandparents. Um, We have kids, you know, who are, their families are doing very well, live in million dollar homes. And we have kids who are um, living in section eight and um, don't have backyards to play in. So that's the kind of the population we have. We have about about a 30% population of um, students who are from another country and are learning English, uh, language learners. learners. Um, And uh, what I do as a phys ed teacher is basically I try to instruct them to engage in physical activity for about 45 minutes, four to five times a week. Um, And, uh, you know, we we don't just focus on like skills. Um, We do provide uh, skill sets uh, for them to learn. but we also try to help them just to be active and, you know, lifelong um, active participants in physical activity. Um, and that's, that's really challenging. Um, you know, I work with the high school teenagers in high school, and I would say 50% of them love coming to class. Um, they love um, hanging out with their friends and participating in different activities. We just don't do um, like the general basketball, soccer and things like that, but we try to do adventure games and things like that. And we have about 25% of the kids who 
don't want to sweat. <laughs> they don't want to <laughs> change. They don't want to work out. They don't want to, um, or they're shy. They don't want to do things in front of other, other uh, students. Um, they enjoy doing things on their own. Um, and then we have, you know, another group of kids who um, just, uh, you know, they, they, honestly, sometimes they just want to skip class. They don't even want to come to class. So, you know, our challenge is, is how do we motivate all these kids um, to engage in physical activities? So we do a lot of small group things. We do a lot of large group things. I have about 25, 30 students um, a class, but sometimes we could have uh, close to 200 kids in the gym because um, I'm not the only phys ed teacher on at the same, at, at, at a certain time. So um, in regards to distance learning, um, it's a complete change. Um, you know, I, I, I go from being um, connecting with uh, 25 to 30 kids um, a period to having zero connection. It's, it's very difficult, um, physical connection. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sending emails. Uh, my distance learning um, now is uh, essentially I'm sending out a fitness log and uh, I sent out different videos. I, I use YouTube a lot. Um, and I'll send out um, easy workouts, uh, moderate workouts, and advanced workouts for the different um, um, students I have. Some kids are really into working out and motivated on their own. And some kids um, don't want to work out at all. Um, and it's been, it's been very difficult. But um, some kids are, are really enjoying it. Uh, some kids are able to um, do things, you know, outside. Um, I've had students email me telling me that the police have told them to go home and not to go into the parks. Um, <laughs> they don't have a place to play. They don't have a place to, to work out. Um, so it's been, it's been interesting trying to get them to stay physically active and, and moving around. Um, I've uh, experienced um, sitting in front of a computer for three to five hours, uh, which is something I'm not used to as a phys ed teacher. Um, right. I'm used to being active and on my feet and you know now I'm sending a lot of emails to parents trying to connect with kids who have been basically missing in action um, they haven't mm. responded to any work or they haven't um, uh, returned any work um, you know getting in touch with guidance counselors and and making phone calls um, so that's definitely a new thing for me I think with math and science and other subject areas um, that's something that they're definitely used to all the paperwork and contacting people um, and uh, and things like of that nature um, so it's been very different um, in that sense and uh, you know with math and science and uh, I would think other subject areas you know they're used to giving a lot of written work and sending it back and you know right now I'm I'm receiving some paperwork but I'm not I don't know if they necessarily did the activity, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it, that's the challenging part, you know, it's like, um, how much of it did they really do? Or are they just filling out the worksheet and sending it back in, you know, saying that they did, you know, 30 minutes of, uh, you know, exercise. Mm -hmm. So that, that can be challenging, you know, it's, you know, in the gym, you know, I, I can correct form, I can, uh, you know, push them harder, you know, when they want to give up or when they want to quit and not being able to be there with them it kind of changes the dynamic of how we teach so it's, mm -hmm. it's very different it's very different right that's really interesting just even the aspect of 
you know, as a gym teacher, you're always on your feet, you're always active, and now having to just essentially teach from a computer. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so why do you think it's important for students to remain physically active, especially during this time? And do you have any tips for, you know, students to do that? Yeah. Um, well, we all know that being physically active helps you to uh, control your weight, it helps reduce, you know, uh, heart disease, it helps manage your blood sugar, um, you know, exercising releases different chemicals in your brain to make you feel good, different endorphins. Um, it makes you look better, you know, you get physically fit. There are mm -hmm. a lot of pros to exercising. Um, and it doesn't have to be just like what some people think is going to the gym, lifting weights, running on a treadmill. Um, you know, you can definitely, there are a variety of things you can do. Um, you know, some of the things that I tell my kids is go out for a jog, um, go out for a, a hike, um, go mm -hmm. out and, um, you know, take your, you know, a lot of people have, you know, pets that they usually don't take out for long walks. You know, I've been going out more with my dog and we go on two, three, four mile walks that that's something I, I, I didn't really do before, you know, I'd take them out, you know, so you could, uh, play for 15, 20 minutes, but now we're going out for 45 minute walks. Um, there are a lot of different things you can do. Um, you know, YouTube's a great source, uh, for, uh, workout videos and stretching videos. Um, they have a ton of stuff that, you know, you don't need weights, you don't need equipment that you can do in your home. So you don't feel uncomfortable. Um, and like I said, there are many, students that I have who don't have backyards and for them mm. to go out they have to go to a park or they have to go to the beach or they have to you know and there are a lot of exercises that you can do in your home um, with a you know small area without any equipment that could be very beneficial to your health um, I like I said Stanford's very diverse I've had parents emailed me telling me that you know, they've hired personal trainers for their kids and they're doing, you know, Zoom workouts with their kids with a personal trainer and, and you know, it, it different, you know, families have different resources. You know, some people have Peloton bikes where they're, you know, exercising in the Peloton, which is, you know, a great device, but okay. it's very pricey. So, but it, it's very important to remain physically active because right now with social distancing, there are a lot of kids who are, um, you know, used to being with their friends and used to being out. And um, now they're kind of cooped up at home and they're spending a lot of time on screens and it could make them, you can easily become uh, um, depressed or, you know, have mm -hmm. more anxiety and exercise is going to help to alleviate some of that. It's not going to be the end all fix all because um, life is very different, but it can help to uh, reduce your stress. It can help to make you feel happier um, and, and release those endorphins, which are beneficial for your body. Um, and it also helps release toxins in your body. Mm, yeah, that's super important. Just even thinking about, um, you know, this weekend, it's going to be in like the mid 60s. So that's a perfect opportunity to, you know, get out and get active and use the sunlight. So that's awesome. A lot of people don't realize that when you have a really good workout, you sleep better. Your body just feels so much more, um, you know, energized the next day. And a lot of these kids are going to bed late and I mean, they're yeah. sleeping a lot now, but you know, exercise gives you that really good sleep that your body needs to, you know, strengthen itself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, so with all of this distance learning, we know that it's it's awesome. You know, it's it's allowed students to continue their education, even in the midst of what we're going through right now. But I would imagine that there are also some concerns, you know. So what are for you? What are some concerns that you have for your students overall? My biggest concern um, is losing the connection with the students. Um, I have students that, um, well, for phys ed, I, I work with mostly freshmen and sophomores. Um, it's it's uh, required for freshmen and sophomores to take phys ed. Um, juniors and seniors can take it as an elective later on if they would like. Um, and we do have a lot of upperclassmen that take phys ed. Um, but the issue that I have is that, you know, missing out on this semester, essentially, with this group of kids, um, it really hurts the connection that I have with them because uh, um, I get to see them all, you know, through their four years in the hallway and in, 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 um, mm -hmm. in sports activities after school. And th this is a group of kids that I've essentially lost that ability to make those deep connections with because um, mm -hmm. we're not seeing each other face to face. Um, so that, that's kind of a, a sad point. Um, the other issue is that, you know, I have kids who are completely MIA um, in my health classes. Um, I teach sheltered health, which is basically like an ESL or bilingual health. And, um, you know, I was on a Zoom call yesterday because I have about 50%, if not more, of my students who are completely MIA. They haven't um, logged into a Google Classroom. They haven't done an assignment um, and it's uh, it's we're trying to figure out how we can connect with them um, you know we have uh, people from central office making phone calls uh, trying to help out other teachers and you know teachers are making phone calls and sending emails but that's a big issue is that we have a you know a population of kids who are definitely having a hard time accessing the information whether it's, you know, if they have a laptop, you know, our city has been really great in trying to go door to door delivering laptops to kids. Um, we were recently given a uh, donation of um, a couple thousand computers, uh, laptops. So uh, they're really trying to uh, figure out how to get these kids online and um, able to, to be active and not just lose them. So it, it, it's something that uh, distance, that's the con of distance learning is that, you know, we were in a rush to close the schools. We didn't have time to really set the kids up to um, right. prepare um, for distance learning. Right, right. That's a good point. So, so with that, you know, I feel like it's just the family dynamic has changed too. Parents have now become teachers and making sure that, you know, their students are logging in and doing their work. So, how do you feel like parents can best help their children one academically through all of this, but also emotionally? Um, you know, one thing I think about, you know, each student, um, each kid's different, you know, some students flourish with doing work uh, um, online and some students do better when they're in the, in the physical classroom. Um, you know, one thing that I think parents can definitely do is, make sure that they are, um, that they request access to their, their child's uh, Google Classroom or whatever for, uh, format the kids are learning on. Um, this way they're able to see what the assignments are and uh, what, how the kids are actually 
how they're doing in the class. Um, they'll be able to see more of the teacher's feedback to their child. Um, one thing that you know we're trying to do is is reach out to many of the parents so that they are on the Google Classroom because some of the parents have no clue what the assignments are, or how much work the kids are actually uh, been given, um, right. and that can that can definitely help uh, their 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 children. You know, if the parents uh, can set up a schedule, um, actually, I would say for high school students, if the parents could sit down and work a schedule out with their kids, this way their kids are part of it versus being told this is your schedule. Um, I think yeah. that that would work, uh, be more beneficial. Um, this way they're an active participant in, in, in their education. Um, that would definitely help. Um, emotionally, um, I would say, you know, just spending more time with the kids um, and, and, and sitting down, like what I do with my, my kids, um, they're younger. Um, you know, I'll read the stories with my daughter um, and we'll sit down and we'll break it, break it down and we'll summarize it and, and go through the questions together. Um, you know, we don't do that every single day, um, but she knows I'm there, you know, and I kind of pop around. I have three Google Classrooms going on, actually four of my own uh, Google Classrooms going around. Um, and I separate the kids and we just kind of, you know, I go back and forth making sure that they have everything they need so they can be successful. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So what do you feel like God has been teaching you during all of this? There's so much change, so many adjustments. Um, what is he teaching in, your, in regards to your students, your own family, personal character, whatever comes to mind? Um, as an educator and, and uh, understanding my population, um, I've definitely grown to have more compassion for my students. Um, I... I've learned so much about their home lives, uh, the, the, at least the ones that have been um, rep replying to my emails and, and getting back to me. I have had students who um, had to have, you know, go back, find jobs. You know, I have students who are helping out their parents more so now than when they were in school. Um, you know, I had a kid wow. tell me that, you know, he was having a hard time doing any of his work because he was in New York working with his father. Now that he had time and he wasn't in school, they, they were making him, you know, work construction. Um, so, um, and I have, you know, many stories about different examples of, of kids who have to, you know, watch their, their, their little brother or sister because their parents have to work. Um, they don't have an option. You know, I have a lot of uh, students whose parents, um, you know, are legal and, 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 you know, even though, you know, this outbreak is going on, this pandemic's going on, they still have to bring home, they still have to work, they need to, they need the income. So it's mm -hmm. very different um, in that sense. Um, so compassion's been something I've definitely been um, learning. Um, patience, um, being home 24 hours a day um, with my, my kids, um, just, you know, learning to be more purposeful with our time, um, trying to spend individual time with, with each one of them is something that um, has been great. Um, it it's definitely has its challenges because they're all, you know, each kid's different. Um, okay. they, they, learning, learning more about, you know, my kids um, has definitely been uh, a blessing. Um, so yeah, the biggest thing I would say for me is really learning uh, patience and compassion. Those are the two things that God's been teaching me 
Um, and uh, it's been very, uh, it, it, it's, it's been challenging, you know, sometimes we pray for things and, 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 you know, when it's given to us, we have to be able to see it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I know I definitely pay for my, my patients and God's given me opportunities to work on that. So uh, I would say those are the two things that uh, I've seen. Yeah, those are two very, very important lessons. Um, happy belated birthday to your son, Mateo, by the way. He just celebrated his 14th birthday. What did you guys do? Um, we had um, a picnic outside. Um, nice. we, we set up the fireplace outside. We did some s'mores. Uh, we tried to do an outdoor um, video, but it got a little cold, so we brought it in. Mm. But, um, you know, a bunch of his friends and members of the church sent some uh, short clips and we put it together and made a little video for him to, that wished him Aww. happy birthday um he can't wait for this to end so that he can <laughs> hang out with his friends and you know get back to you know what what they're used to doing hanging out and you know it's been it's been tough on them you know they they really miss that that you know physical connection with their friends oh i can only imagine hopefully that day will be soon hopefully um, so lastly, to wrap it up here, um, so what do you think are some positive aspects of social distancing? I know that everyone at this point is pretty much sick and tired and everyone wants to be out. Um, but, but what are some positive things about social distancing and how do you think that God might bless this time together, especially when it comes to family and our loved ones? I know for us, we actually um put a schedule out and uh you know um once my wife my wife's working every day um which is you know um she's a nurse practitioner so she's uh helping people um one of the things that we do is we've been creating a lot of opportunities for the, for more creativity in our home um we my kids love creating things and we've been doing this game um we watch this show called <clears throat> sugar rush it's like a baking show on on netflix yeah. so uh um we've done bake-offs in the house where um you know i'll pair up with one of my kids i actually paired up with uh, miguel and uh mateo who is more advanced in baking was on his own and gisela and andrea were uh linked together and 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 baked uh and we're baking and we had um, Gisela's mom and aunt be the judge. So we had about an hour or so to bake and decorate our cupcakes. And once we were done, um, we presented it to the judges and they uh, graded us based on, you know, taste, uh, how it looked, um, texture um, and the whole package. And it was, it was a fun night. So we've been trying to create different activities that will build uh, memories have fun um we were when this first started we actually started going on family walks um we'd go to the park we'd take toby um you know with us toby's our dog um but now the parks are closed but so um you know we just try to think of different family games that we can do we're trying to be more perf purposeful with our time um see how we can encourage you know each other um and you know i think that one thing we can walk away with with this whole social distancing is how we can you know um help our neighbors and encourage our neighbors um, we've met so many neighbors in the last you know three four weeks um 
and we've been here for seven years, you know, and it's like, now we're getting to know more of our neighbors because people are out, people are home, people are walking. Um, and it's been, it's been great making those new connections. Yeah, that is amazing. That's, that's definitely a, a positive side that everyone's around, everyone's home. So you can, you know, make more of those connections. Like you said, I love that idea with your family. Love that. Once a week we have the kids pick the dinner and uh either Gisela or myself are the sous chefs so we uh you know they ha they have to use they have to use ingredients that we have at home because uh it you know we try not to go out uh food shopping frequently um so uh, they're excited you know they've been picking different meals to to cook and uh, we help them out with it oh that is awesome i love the creativity <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stan. Thank you for your time. Thank you for just sharing your thoughts and your overall experience. Um, and I just hope that, you know, people are encouraged by, you know, what you're learning and what you're sharing. Um, but thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Have a good one. We'll see you. All right. You too. Bye. again for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be on the lookout for the next quarantine conversation and in the meantime be healthy, be safe, and God bless.